Welcome to the Loft Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message and that it ignites in you a hunger for more of God's presence in your life. There's a lot of love in this place. I would say I'm not nervous. I just, um, I've received a bunch of stuff. And so if I am quiet for a minute, I'm asking Holy Spirit. So just bear with me. (laughs) Two, two, two. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Even though this is uh, Mother's Day, I'm, I'm shifting the subject to mothers and fathers. And mothers, you are not in the limelight. You are in the spotlight here, okay? So I want you to, I want you to just hear me out. And if I read off the paper, it's because I'm trying to um, bring myself up to speed to hear the Holy Spirit. So I need to kind of have something to hang on to, if you know what I mean. During this message, I just want you to tell yourself, Jesus, have your way in me now. Just, Jesus, have your way in me now. And if you say that out loud, I know that the Holy Spirit is moving in your life, okay? There's a profound influence that mothers and fathers carry. And if you must define us, we're mentors, we're we're role models, we're people who influence faith unto generations to come. That's, That's heavy. And we take it with the commission of Christ. We gladly take it. Because Jesus said, I'm after your children. I'm after you. I will do it in you. I will partner with you unto the next generation. Hmm. How do we do it? We do it by discernment of Holy Spirit and relationship. And we've gone after people. In this church, I can count on probably four hands of the mothers and fathers here. That's a really healthy a healthy floor, a healthy foundation for you. And God saw it and knew that it needed to be happening because he saw your heart and he he knew you needed someone that looked like Jesus to look you in the eye, to tell you the truth, to tell him he loves you. And mothers and fathers have a burning confession to make God known. Is that right? 
mothers and fathers here. Is that true? To make him known? Yeah. Because we all have life experience. We can recognize struggles that a younger generation may have. And I will have to point out also that you don't have to be older to be one of these influencers. One of these influencers that bring about the next generation. And in this influential leadership here, We actually through Holy Spirit's guidance we divert people from the clutches of hell. We point people to God. We point them to their God-given identity. And we steer people to life in Jesus. This earth wants to just take the life from you. That is not our portion. That is not for the people of God. He loves us so much that he gave us Jesus. He's done it all for us. We can stand with him because he stands with us. So we steer people to, to life in Jesus so that you will take your rightful place, your rightful place in the kingdom of God. Steve, can I have my napkin? I keep losing my place because I'm... I would say that mothers and fathers take the time, they make time, and they go after the one. Sometimes they go after a whole family, and they do it quietly, prayerfully, intentionally, through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the key. I mean, all the, God, the three, the Godhead. They are all in one, but the Holy Spirit is so precious. He, he opens up doors that no one can open in our hearts. Jesus, have your way in me now. God... I, th I should ask you this question. Does God um, have a designated purpose for mothers and fathers in the kingdom? I would say, yeah. Because you know what it is? It's this design of family. In this house, we will have people come in and not know what family looks like. But God has mothers and fathers here who already know how to Take them in, love on them. That could be our portion here. That could be our commission. 
and what we, we as mothers and fathers, this is what is the weight and the uh, commission and the, the great, um, the mindset of Christ. This is what he's put here, is to know him and make him known. To live as an heir in the kingdom and to call people into it. And to teach on the wineskin of the kingdom. And I know I might be saying some things that are just out there, but it just needs to be said. I'm driving my stake in the ground. I will do this thing that you've asked me, Lord. Joseph Matera, he came and spoke a while ago. He wrote a book, Understanding the Wineskin of the Kingdom. He says, our focus isn't heaven. It is ruling and reigning as stewards under the lordship of Christ. Now, see, that makes sense to me. Because when the Lord downloads things to me, I see it way out there as if it is already happening we are happening and going towards this thing he has shown me. And it's always good. It's like, um, it's, it's like we are, he's preparing us to walk into that. But before we can rule and reign, God needs to grow our character. And I would say mothers and fathers are for you for this. And without saying it, we're actually asking you, what are you going to do about Jesus in your life? And it's, it's, not a, it's not point the finger in your face. It's we're all in this together. He does it in us and through us. What are you going to do with what he's given you? And we can't wait to see it happening in your life. It's the fruit. It's the fruit of our prayers, of the things we see out there for you, of the prophecies that we're aware of that we know you're walking towards. It's the commissionings. It's the passions of your heart that are coming alive. We want to see it. We want to see it in our lifetime. In Old Testament Israelite culture, people retold the great stories of how God moved to their own children. And it was to influence generation to generation so that they would not forget God. That's in their culture. It could be in their culture now. I call us into that. Tell the great stories. Talk about what God has done in our own lives. Maybe in our family history so that we bring it up to your family history and say God can do it again. In my lifetime, my mothers and fathers were those who survived the wars. And their story was families faced the draft. 
you know, fathers were told, okay, well, join the army, go. And, and maybe dad or mom might be gone for years. But patriotism was huge in America culture. Men and women were willing to fight for freedom for their country. And there were heroes. Heroes in the faith and heroes of honor. Men were gentlemen and women were ladies. And resilience was taught in the home. Character was formed through thankfulness and gratitude to God. I just want to talk about that right here. Do you know that if you are, if you are compelled to be thankful and grateful to God, no matter what, it brings things towards you. It, it, it opens up doors you never thought would open. He, God does the impossible through your thankfulness and gratitude. You, you, by saying that, you say, I believe you, God. And I'm going to be thankful. And I'm going to be grateful. And if it takes for years, I will do it. I will stand on it, God, that you will do this mighty thing. Because I prayed for it and you heard my prayer. It's time to be thankful and grateful. It just lifts your heart. It makes you smile. And, I, you know, uh, this is not old-fashioned. This is, this is biblical. And they learned steadfastness through faith. And they overcame uncertainty, not even know if they would see their next generation. Can you imagine being on the battlefield? And you know you're doing a, a thing, but your mind is back there with your kids, and you're not even sure if you're going to make it home. And they were unwavering in their belief that God is mighty. And he is to be feared and re revered. I was, I was given a great gift for the mothers and fathers that influenced me. I, I have things in here that have come from God himself because they were modeled to me. And I'm so grateful. But mothers and fathers of today are battling um, the demonic influence of apathy. Even apostasy. Apathy is indifferent, a coldness, a detachment from from God and from people. And apostasy is a total desertion of or a, a departure from one's religion, faith, principles, an abandonment, a, a dereliction. I don't want to keep 
harping on it. It's not that I want to, I don't say this in condemnation. I say this in, I want more for you. I say this with compassion. I'm looking at you right now. I say this with compassion. We will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. We will see it. Because God said he would do it. I'm going to believe it. He is. He is. You know what I see out there? I see this. Um, we are returning back to way, the way it was with me when I was a little girl. I call that forward, Lord, that neighbors will go across the street and get a cup of sugar, uh, come over and sit and have coffee. Um, People will, um, people will see somebody in trouble and go and help them. Uh, men will be gentlemen, and women will be ladies. And there will be a great love of God, a conviction in America that we will return to the, the covenant God made with us. I see that coming. I don't know if it'll happen in my lifetime, but I'm going to step into that. I'm going to step into that. And that should bring you guys hope. That should bring you hope. Does this uh, generation today have it worse than my generation? No. It's just another tactic of the enemy. He's had a little bit of time. A lot of people have believed a lot of lies, and we let it happen. My generation. And I've repented. And I know a lot of people have repented. And things are turning around. I want you to know the enemy cannot overcome the kingdom of God. It can't happen. It won't happen. It's laughable. Because God said he would build his church and the gates of hell will not overcome it. That's a, that's, that's a promise. Just, we got to step into that. Is, is shaking off the things that the enemy, the accuser of the brethren, know the difference between the condemnation you might be hearing and the love that you might be hearing. Grow us up, God. Let us know what the difference is. And let us be listening to your voice. The mothers and fathers, they are quoting this verse. How great are his signs. How mighty his wonders his kingdom is an eternal kingdom, never going to go away. His dominion endures from generation to generation, a promise. 
You know, Tim's message a month ago was really good. I told him. But I want you to know that mothers and fathers live the eighth R. And what is that eighth R? I, I rejoice in freedom you have given me. And I ask that I would have the opportunity to restore others in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, we're not perfect. No, no one is. But Paul said it really good here. He said, not that I have attained all this or I have arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. And that's what we call the young people into. Having mothers and fathers in our lives is actually multiplied power through agreement unto the next generation. Agreement in prayer together is so crucial to see God move. And if I could just sum it all up, I'd say a generation exists for the next generation. I mean, think about that. You will have a generation to come. I want to see that generation love the Lord. God lays the foundation so the next generation can continue to mature, to reach the intended goal of God's kingdom. Generations are connected to fulfill God's plan. And he does it through us. He doesn't do it any other way, but through us, you and me. And it's in multiplication of power through a combined effort. I want to do it with you. That's what the mothers or fathers are saying. I want to do this with you. Agreement is the catalyst. It's the spark plug. It's the motivation. So I've asked, uh, I asked the Lord, Lord, I kind of see us standing and us quoting scripture together. What do you think? And he said, yeah, because it, quoting my word carries it out into the atmosphere. I seal it in people's hearts because of your agreement together. Think about that. Jesus, have your way in me now. We're going to do a mighty thing here. We're going to read some slides. And we're going to build our future. So let's stand. We're going to read the word of God. Slide one. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives with me. The life I live in the body, I live by the faith in the Son of God, who gave me and gave himself for me. Remember Tim's question when he spoke? 
He said, when you accepted Jesus as your Savior, what did you become? Son or daughter? You know, we're meant to look like Jesus. And the word says those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. And the Spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you will live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption as sonship. Set yourself apart from the world and keep accounts with Holy Spirit. Learn how to become holy. But before you become holy, because I heard this from Jack. Micah said this at their life group. Before you can understand how to be holy, you need to be righteous first. Well, what is that? To live rightly. To live rightly before God and man. Slide two. Above all else, my heart for everything I do flows from it. I keep my mouth free from perversity. I keep corrupt talk from my, from my lips. I keep my eyes straight, straight ahead. I fix my gaze on the net. We will be steadfast in all our ways. Yeah. I say, Lord, we have said that. We're going to do that. How do we do this? We, you know, I'm going to just give you a challenge right here. Get rid of worthless things in your home. You know, burn what's in your home that takes you away from God. Books or magazines. This is what the Lord told me to say. This isn't for me. You got any books or magazines in your home, burn them. Delete apps is on there too. How about music? Ooh. Because... The very words you say, you're activating those things. And if you're, you're singing music that is not of God, you're bringing curses. I'm just saying it. You're bringing curses. You don't want that. You don't know what kind of, how low that goes into your next generation. Got to see it for what it is. You have any of that stuff, go in your backyard and have a huge bonfire. And while you're doing that, do the eight R's. I mean, it's not, it's not a like, well, if I do this thing, I, I'll be free of this. But you got to take it seriously because the eight R's is repentance. That means you won't do it again. You won't want to do it again. It keeps you from the love of the Lord. We, you can't. You can't love the Lord with all your heart and soul and mind if you got junk in, in your home. I'm just saying it like it is. Number three, 
work out our salvation with fear and trembling. For he is God who works in you to act according to our purpose. And mothers and fathers are not intimidated. We've done it all. We've said it all. We've seen it all. We're in, not intimidated by what you might um, are struggling with. Because we love you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Because we love you so much, we don't want this in your life. We see the progression of it. We've lived those progressions. And why? Why would we want to do this? Because of your generation. The next generation, it will be visited on them. Because of your influence. I mean, this, this is a big deal. And it's not condemnation. It's just like, I want to pull you out of this. God says, I'm pulling you out of this. I'm going to do it in you. Slide four. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you Get on mm -hmm. Mothers and fathers teach to persevere in faith. And we, we really want you to wait on God. Because everything is so fast forward, right? We need to see something right now. We need to bring something, make it happen right now. That's not God's way. I'm just saying. Anything lasting should be bathed in prayer. You got to learn how to do that. Wait on the Lord. And, in, and his might will bring it about in your life. Slide five. I put on the new self. Created to be like God in true righteousness, holiness. Mothers and fathers inspire people to do the heart work. You got to be willing to do the heart work if you want change. You got to do the heart work if you want power in your life, authority in your life. You got to let people get in your face and say, this is not the, the right way to go about this. You got to receive love. You got to receive the love. And Luann brought this up. If you want one of these, it's the eight R's. And I put it in my, um, in my Bible. And I, I strive to have this um, idea in my mind of I'm going to have a life of repentance with the Lord. I just can't say sorry and keep going. I really need to do the hard work. And these really opened up. Um, Things that maybe I did not realize I was doing. Yeah, with you and the Father. Sure, prayer is awesome. Ask somebody to pray with you. But if you're not willing to go to the Lord yourself and say, I have screwed up. I have screwed up and I want you to come in and cleanse me, Lord. That is our relationship with him. So, we've done a great thing. 
We've done it in the spirit. We've done it through the word of God. We did it together. Amen. If you were inspired by today's message, be sure to hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. For more information about The Loft or for gathering times and locations, you can check out our website at www.theloftnw.org or find us on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you'll join us again next time.